0: introduce this series today and um, a, a, and then we will, we will build on it as we keep going. But when I talk about supernatural, I'm talking about the force, uh, a, a, a force behind a certain event. I'm talking about a force that is beyond scientific understanding, a force beyond the force of the laws of nature. We are talking about a manifestation. We we often say that something is supernatural when we have seen a manifestation or we have seen an event that is brought about by a force beyond scientific explanation. We often say something is supernatural when we, when we see a manifestation, something that happens, an event that happens, that is beyond the explanation of the laws of nature. Are you with me so far? Some time ago I felt the Lord say to me, and you you've heard me say this in the last few weeks, that in the bid, in your bid, you know, you know how I am. I am, I want to be practical, I want to be good, I don't want to be airy-fairy, I don't want to be out there, I want to be practical in the things that we are doing. I remember the Lord saying this to me that in your bid to avoid being deep, don't become shallow. In your bid to avoid avoid being Deep, you know. Sometimes we are too deep for our own, you know, for our own good. But at the same time, what we don't want to do is to become shallow. Um, it says in, in in your bid to be practical, don't neglect the supernatural. And so, with, with so much of our lives happening in the natural, so much of our lives happen on a natural level. Uh, at least that's what we feel. So much of our lives happen on this natural level. There is a strong need to get the natural right. In other words, there is a strong need. As deep as you are, you want to know how to add. You want to know how to subtract. Amen. <laughs> you don't want to be so deep that you start to think that one plus one is five because the spirit said so. No, the spirit will not change natural laws. And so we want to be in a place where we understand natural laws as they operate. We understand what is right on this level and so uh, uh, w- what we want to do is to be those people who know how to how to work the natural but what we don't want to do uh, is to be become people who neglect the supernatural who neglect the supernatural we live in a world where our education is a natural education we are educated from a young age in the natural and so, Your education, what you know about the systems of government, what you know about the human body, what you know about um, science, what you know about politics—all of those, the depth of your knowledge in natural things, are highly priced and highly valued, and it is right because we live in a natural world. And um, uh, and, and, and God wants you to be shrewd in those things. but what we can happen what can happen is sometimes we can begin to despise the natural in favor of what we know, uh, sorry despise the supernatural in favor of what we know in the natural. But to despise the supernatural is to limit your life's event to what the laws of nature can do. To despise the supernatural, is to limit the things that the dreams that you can have the possibilities of your life to what you know about the natural. If you understand me so far say amen. amen. Look at the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6 Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 21. Can I preach this morning? I want to preach. I want to I want to bring the word of God to you. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 21 says when your son asks you in times to come, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 21. When he asks you in times to come, saying, what is the meaning of the testimonies, the statues, and the judgments with the Lord, which the Lord our God has commanded you? Then he says, this is what your response shall be. He says, then you shall say to your son, glory be to God. We were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt, check this out, how? With a mighty hand. Glory be to God. There, there, There is something in Scripture called the mighty hand of God. There is something in Scripture called the mighty hand. The mighty hand is the hand of God that makes, that intervenes in the natural to change things around. The mighty hand, remember what, when I, what I said about the supernatural? The supernatural is what we call the event that has happened. And we, we say it is supernatural because there is a force that is bigger than natural laws or bigger than our understanding of natural laws that cause those things to happen. I put it to you this morning that the force, the only appropriate force which you should be paying attention to that changes or affects the natural course of events is the hand of the Lord. Amen? The hand of the Lord that moved with a mighty hand, he, he brought them out of Egypt. The mighty hand of God is the supernatural power of God. The mighty hand of God is the force that, 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 that changes things in the natural. The mighty hand of God is the force that is able to um, rearrange natural things or change natural things in order to bring about a, a, a difference in your circumstances. Uh, and if you live long enough, you will realize that, that, uh, um, that, that you need the hand of God. If you live long enough, regardless of what your education brings you, regardless of what you know about your streetwise education, what you, what you have learned from life in your old age or whatever, you will realize, we will acknowledge that we need the hand of God. I've said it, uh, there have been a few times, um, the, the couple of times we had, we had our children, I've never felt so helpless than in a hospital room where my wife is giving birth, and I'm thinking, I, I can't do anything. Even the midwives, all they're doing it really is not doing anything. They are monitoring what is happening. So there is this miracle happening, and nobody is in control. Does that make sense? No one, no one, is, no one is, something is happening. We're just watching to see what's happening. But no one is doing anything or can do anything. We just got to wait. Glory be to God. Because there is something that there are some things that we understand in the natural. But we have to not be people. We have to make sure that we are not people who are too educated to understand that there is a supernatural hand of God that is at play in our lives. If you understand me so far, say amen. amen. You, will, you and I will face situations in, our, in your lives where it will take the hand of God. With this story we're looking at in Deuteronomy chapter 6, these people had been in slavery for 400 years. Not this particular people because none of them was 400 years old. In other words, their parents and their parents' parents and their parents' 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 parents. parents. And they were born into slavery. They were born Thinking a certain way, they were born thinking that Jews are slaves of the Egyptians. It is just the way it is. They were born expecting whips on their backs. They were born expecting um, that they would be sent on, you know, or, or to do things that they would nom- not normally, not even want to do on their own. But the nature of where or who they are or where they were born into dictated that this was the cause of their lives. But one thing happened, the mighty hand of God intervened and in one night, 400 years of slavery was turned around just like that because there is something called the mighty hand of God which is the force behind the supernatural uh, behind the supernatural event there are things that have passed or have been passed from generation to generation ways of thinking genetic and blood disorders all kinds of natural limitations but there is also such a thing as the mighty hand of God ...that can turn things around and stop it in its track. There is a mighty hand of God that can intervene in your situation this morning. There is a mighty hand of God that can turn the destiny of a nation around overnight. We don't have to tell our children and even our children's children the same story... Telling them you now have, you are probably going to have cancer at the age of 55 because I have it and my mother had it and my grandmother had it and it is just running in our veins. So make preparations to die early because I'm dying early and my grandmother died early. It does not have to continue. We can have a different story that we tell our children. We can have a testimony that says we used to be stuck. We used to have cancer running in our family. But then the hand of the Lord came into my life and he snatched it away. Hallelujah. We don't have to pass on the same story. We don't have to pass on the same ideas because the hand of the Lord is the force behind the supernatural. There is a mighty hand of God at play. There is a mighty hand of God at play. When our sons and our daughters ask you, why do you lift your hand in worship? When your sons and your daughters ask you, grandpa, grandma, why are you so rich? Amen. When they ask you, why why are you so happy? Why is it that you are on a hospital bed, but you are still singing songs of praise? Why is it that you are still smiling? Why is it that you still have peace? Even though I know what they did to you. Why is it that you have hope that things will be different? We will tell them a different testimony. We will tell them that yes, we were on a trajectory to destruction. But the hand of the Lord. Hallelujah. The hand of the Lord intervened. He took cancer out of my family. He stopped poverty in its tracks. When it came to me, he changed my situation. He turned things around. We will tell our children that your future could have been different. I was not supposed to have a child because my womb was shut up. But then the hand of the Lord intervened and he opened my womb. You are here because the hand of the Lord is still working in our day. Hallelujah. It all happened because of the mighty hand of God. My prayer is that we will be a shrewd people. Shrewd in the natural. However, you know what I mean by shrewd in the natural? You know, people who know their way around this world. That is the will of God. The will of God is that you are a shrewd business person, you are not blind to how things work. On this earth, but the will of God is that you will be not you will not be more shrewd in the natural than you will be in the supernatural. Because I will show you later on that you are called to the supernatural. Amen. The supernatural is supposed to be your normal. Yes, Amen. Anybody believe me? Amen. The supernatural is supposed to be my normal. We are not called to live normal life. Church is not just, it's not a place where you come to learn how to live a normal life. You 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 can go to university to learn how to live a normal life. When we gather, we gather to introduce you to a supernatural God. The mighty hand of God. Someone lift your hand up. Say, thank you, Lord, for your mighty hand. Because our God is a mighty God with a mighty hand. Our God is above natural laws. He creates dry ground under the sea. Did you hear that? How does dry ground come out from under the sea? My God, with a mighty hand, he can do that. He can give birth to a nation in a day. He is the God who walks on water. He can raise the dead. With his word, he can calm the storms. With his face, he lights up all of heaven. He is the force that performs surgery without a scalpel. Just by the laying on of his hands, that thing goes. Sometimes he just sends his word, and his word heals our diseases. He is the God who can take sickness and disease From the midst of us and the number of our days, he makes sure that we fulfill them. He is the God who who takes unlikely candidates, people who will not be chosen in the natural circumstances of their birth or in the natural circumstances that they have been through. He will take those people with his mighty hand, come to the back of the desert. Come to the back of the council estate. Come to the place of the the, the home where you have been abused. He will appear in that place. And with his mighty hand, he lifts you from that place and lifts you past every natural limitation and places you in the palace. This is our God. This is our God. This is the God. He supernaturally transforms. He supernaturally sustains. There has been seasons, you know some of you can testify, and if that's you just give the Lord a praise as praise as I'm talking. Some of you can testify that there has been seasons of your life where you have you have eaten your rent has been paid but you did not have a source of income because there was a God who was able to sustain you even without natural means he preserved your life they said you wouldn't last this long but the hand of God has been keeping you they wrote the end of your life because of what they saw happening but the hand of the Lord sustained you so now you are still here Giving God praise because the hand of the Lord. There is such a thing as the hand of the Lord. There is such a thing as the hand of the Lord. This is the God who defies natural laws. He can step into the fire and cool the fire down. Even though in the natural, they turned it up seven times more. Hallelujah. He can turn the hearts of kings. Even though in the natural, if you go into the king's presence at this point in time, Esther, you will die. But that is a natural law. There is a God who supersedes natural laws. And he can step in there and turn the heart of the king around on your behalf. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone say, my God God. is a supernatural God. With his mighty hand, he leads, he protects, he defends, he 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 terrorizes the enemy. By the way, remember I talked about this last week—that your God, your God is a warrior. And that's just like He is tender to you, and He protects you, and all you see is His love, and all you see is His His protection. At the same time, all the enemy sees when they see the God in you is a warrior. They see a roaring fire. They see, a, they see the lion of the tribe of Judah. You might see the lamb. You might see the cute lamb who is inviting you to a nice, loving relationship. But they see the lion of the tribe of Judah who is roaring and fending off every wolf that is coming your way with his rod and his staff. He is comforting you at the same time. But at the same time, he is beating down sickness and disease. At the same time, anything that the enemy is trying to throw, your way. There is a God who is defending you with his staff because the Lord is your shepherd. Hallelujah. With a mighty hand, he is doing excellent things. With a mighty hand. This is the God we serve. So lift your hand up and say, my God is a supernatural God. He has a mighty hand. Romans chapter 12. Yeah, let's give the Lord a hand of prayer. <laughs> Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, because I want to show you this. Uh, uh, we, we, we we need to renew our minds. We need to renew our minds. Um, Romans 12, this, this is a famous scripture. Romans 12, verse 2. I'm going to get you believing. I'm okay today if this week... Um, you are believing like you've lost your mind. Amen. I'm okay with that. Amen. I'm okay with that because our God, sometimes the promises he gives, and you see as we go along, let me stay with the scripture. Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Everyone say, I am ready to be transformed. Now, anyone really, really ready to be transformed? Okay. He says, he says Don't be conformed to this world, But be transformed, check out how you're going to be transformed, by the renewing of your mind, the renovation of your mind, the restructuring of your structures of thinking, okay? The the renewing of your mind, and it says, when you are transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Listen carefully. The world is on a mission. The world you and I live in is on a mission to conform you to what is natural within this earth space. Okay? The world is on a mission to conform you to what is natural within this earth space. And so the more advances we make in the natural, the more we start to despise the supernatural. But (laughs) the kingdom of God, on the other hand, is on a mission to transform you from being just a natural person to being a supernatural person. Whilst the the kingdoms of this world are looking to conform you, to subject you to natural laws and natural events, the kingdom of God is on a mission to release you into the supernatural like never before. Heaven is a supernatural place. The place where God resides, the kingdom of heaven, is a supernatural place where natural laws of life on earth have no bearing. Amen? In other words, in heaven, there is no limitation uh, like we have in the natural. When heaven invades the earth, and that's why when heaven invades the earth, it is called a miracle. Because when heaven comes down on earth, we receive power to violate natural laws and, and turn things around forever. So if, when heaven is coming down like Jesus is coming down to the earth, he will find the womb of a virgin, violate the natural laws of reproduction so that he can stop sin in its track and give you access to heaven. Amen? Heaven is not limited to natural laws. Heaven is not limited to to the things that limit us here on earth. And and, and that's what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God um, is, is an unlimited kingdom. It is a kingdom that is not limited by the laws of gravity. It's a kingdom that is not limited by the Lord. There is no sickness. There is no disease. There is none of that happening in the kingdom of God. And the will of God, Jesus says, when you pray, pray this, Lord, thy kingdom come. The will of God is that heaven intervenes on earth. Heaven invades the earth. But it takes a renewing of our minds to see this. Look at Psalm 77. Do I have your attention this morning? Psalm 77, verse 14 says, you are the God, Psalm 77, verse 14. It says, you are the God who does wonders. Have you found it in your scripture yet? When when you're there, shout amen. Amen. Actually, it's it's up on the screen. Can we read this line? Uh, One, two, three, go. You are the God who does wonders. Come on, let's read it again. You are the God who does wonders. This is the God we serve. The God we serve is a God who does wonders. A wonder is a marvel. A wonder is an extraordinary event. A wonder is a thing that is hard to understand on a certain level. A wonder is a miracle. It is a marvelous thing. Amen? Amen. And these are, the, these are things that, that, that natural laws cannot explain. I want to remind you today that the God we serve, he is no ordinary God. He is the God who does wonders. Amen. Amen. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, full of wonder. He will guide you into wonders. Are you with me this morning? There is something on the inside of every single one of us that that I don't even need to preach this to. There is something on the inside of every single one of us that recognizes our need for the supernatural, that recognizes that natural laws are not enough. However, what the world has done is that the world has relegated our understanding of the supernatural to the cinema. I'm going to pause for effect. The world has relegated our understanding and our desire to see wonders, the world has relegated that to the cinema. That is why Marvel movies sell the way they do. Yeah, yeah. That is why Harry Potter is making people rich. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That is why, that is why uh, you know... You that is why we watch these things. That is why even, even dark movies like Twilight. Anyone remember Twilight? I don't know if they still watch those. But, but it was a huge craze, a vampire movie. And it got the attention of young people because every single one of us recognizes that we need a superhero. That's why some of you are wearing superhero underpants on the, on the right now. <laughs> don't put your hand up. I don't know why I said that. But that just anyway. we, <laughs> we need a superhero. <laughs> because there is something on the inside of us that connects with the supernatural. We identify with the supernatural. We know that without the supernatural intervention, if Superman does not come, if, if Batman does not show up, the Joker will kill us all. So we're all looking out for Batman, where we buy into these movies. We stay awake and buy popcorn to, to, to just kind of watch, watch a marvel unfold in our eyes. But, but what the world has done is thats is that they've taken our need to see wonders and relegated it to the cinema so that you go to the cinema to see wonders But when you go home, you're not expecting wonders. The world has conformed us to a way of thinking where if you step out of the cinema and begin to talk about Wakanda. Wakanda sold out. Some of you, just kind of. Vibranium. Some of you believe even till now. You still believe in vibranium. You think you will find it somewhere. It is not real. It's in a movie. But there is something on the inside of us that recognizes we need some vibranium somewhere. Because what we see is a world that is imploding on itself. But what the world does is it conforms our minds and say, I know that you have a desire to see wonders in your life. So I will spend money to create a movie to, 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 to satisfy that desire for a few moments until the next film comes out. And so the best place we look out to see a marvelous thing is in the cinema. And we come back to real life afterwards. Do not be conformed to this world. Are you with me this morning? The world also conforms us through the events that we go through. The, the, the situations that we go through in our life, the God of this world, little G, works so hard to elevate natural events. You know, even when you're doing your insurance, they will insure everything but, even they call the acts of God, but natural events what is it trying to do what are they trying to do even without you knowing it is saying you know there are certain things in nature that we have no power over and so by by the things that we go through that's just one example even even in our own personal lives the things that we go through in life the the situation and we've talked about death death is a big one Death is a way you believe in life until you see death. And suddenly, you don't even know whether life is worth living. Everyone has a plan. Mike Tyson said, everyone has a plan until they step into the ring and then get hit. And then your plan goes out the window. Everyone <laughs> you know, everyone has expectations of what they're believing God for or how great life will be until something negative happens. And then it challenges everything you've ever believed. What is life trying to do? When you prayed for A and you didn't even get B, you didn't get C, you kind of got K. Like, you know, it's different if you pray and, and kind of, okay, okay, God, maybe you thought I said B because B sounds like C, it Ends the same, B, C, I can see. You know, sometimes when you're typing and you make a mistake, and you look at the key, you say, okay, I can understand how I made that mistake because this key, this letter is next to this one. And sometimes, you know, when I pray and, and, and the answer comes, I'm thinking, okay, God, I don't know what happened, you know, but I can see how you made a mistake. It's okay, I'll take this one. But then there are some that come, again. go, okay, where did this come from? I didn't ask for this. Uh, uh, did you ask for this? No, I didn't. No, who asked for uh, Amen. Yeah. And sometimes life seems that way. And those situations conform you. Because what happens is when life throws those kinds of things at you, what life does, it sets a boundary. It sets a boundary. It tells you, you were believing that you are going to walk across this place and go to where that camera is. But then you keep walking and you bump into this. And this really hurts. Especially when it hurts. Amen? Because the things that hurt instruct. Yeah, the, things that, the only reason why we get hurt is so we can get an instruction. That's why your body sends a signal to your brain. This fire is hot. That, that's why you have the pain. Because the thing that hurts instructs. And the instruction is don't go beyond this level. So we live life conditioned, conformed, squeezed into a mold. I don't know if I want to ask this question. There are many of us, when you were a child, you had dreams of what you want to do with your life. Mm-hmm. Some of you wanted to be a fairy. How many fairies <laughs> do we have in the room now you're go? <laughs> <laughs> My wife is a fairy. <laughs> <She's not laughs> she is not. But I'm just saying, we had those wild ideas, wh- but what happens? Do you know what happens? Life conditions you. Life says, uh, sh- n- now be serious. Some of us grew up in certain homes. There were certain kind of careers that you did not say you want to be a musician. Where, where are you singing? What are you singing? Where are you going to? <laughs> you know, who are you going to be singing for? <laughs> because those were not situations that they saw that was useful yeah. in your life. And so what happens is we go through all kinds of conditions. Even as Christians in our prayer life, we experience certain things. We get hurt. We, we fall. We miss it. And what happens every single time if we do not actively renew our minds is that we become conformed. We become people who can go so far, but no further. We're willing to go this place, but we're not willing to think beyond that. When you pray and nothing happens, the enemy wants to conform, to communicate that your prayer is not as powerful as what happened. When you believe for healing and darkness or or sickness persists, the God of this world, little G, the enemy, is trying to conform you to believe that sickness is more powerful than the healing power of God. When you go through a heartbreak, the enemy wants to convince you that all men are dogs and all women are gold diggers and so you are conformed to a certain way of thinking. When men and women of God disappoint you and take advantage of you and ruin your life or, or kind of uh, uh, abuse you in certain ways, we, we, the, 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 the God, little G of this world, is trying to convince you that God is as hurtful as the man or the woman who hurt you. Because everything that we go through, every hurt we experience, the enemy is looking to instruct you in that. And by the way, God is looking to instruct you. I won't, I won't go into the instruction that God is looking to. God always brings the best out of every situation. Amen. There are lessons to learn every time you get hurt. There are good lessons to learn and, 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 and also the, the ones that we don't want to learn. Are you with me so far? But the the, the plan of this, one, I just want to awaken you to this, that is going to take... Conscious decision, you know, when the scripture talks about renewing your mind, renewing your mind is not a one-time thing. It is a constant decision. In fact, I think the Amplified says, by the continual renewal of your mind, why do I need to continue to renew my mind? Because the world continues to try to conform me. And so there is a need for us to continue To renew our minds. You used to believe in different things. The enemy uses the events of our lives to conform us to the world. You used to believe that you will break out of the same cycle that your parents and your siblings have been in for generations. And then you bumped into it again. And so you give in. Because the plan of the enemy is to teach you that there is no force more powerful than the natural laws of life. That's the plan of the enemy. It takes a renewed mind to believe in the supernatural. It takes a dedication. Everyone say dedication. Dedication. It takes a dedication to continuous renewal of your mind to continue to believe God. Do you know that it takes work to continue to believe God? Any real people in the house? It takes work. Some of you didn't want to come to church today. You only came to church because your your body clock just comes to church on a Sunday. just kind of wake you up. Push. Just, just, just because because you face things since last week that has challenged you. Any real people in the house? It takes work, the continual renewing of your mind to believe God. That's why I love that song that we sang today. I it's a decision you make. As long as I am breathing, I will always worship you. It's not all worship will not come because of what is happening in your life. Worship will come out of your depths because of the decision that you make. Mm -hmm. If you don't make a decision to worship, life will silence you. Amen. If you don't make a decision to lift your hands in praise, life will put your hands down, shut your mouth, and scrunch up your hands. Because we, it is the nature of this world to conform you into a particular shape. But it is also the nature of believers to break out of every form of conformity. It is our nature to define natural laws. It is our nature to not be conformed. It is our nature to be people who stand against the, 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 the agenda to conform you. Are you listening to me this morning? Someone said, I will not be conformed. Because the supernatural is the ability to believe or to, 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 to violate natural laws. And it takes the process of renewing your mind. The process of renewing your mind to make the supernatural your logical way of thinking. Did you hear what I said? It is a renewed mind. If you, can, you are taking notes, write this down. It is a renewed mind that has a logic that can support the supernatural, OK? A renewed mind has a way of thinking that supports a supernatural. A renewed mind is a mind that can see the logic in the supernatural. Does that make sense? Because faith is what happens when a person believes in a God who can be, who can move beyond natural limitations. That's what faith looks like. Faith is not just, you know, sometimes we have reduced faith to believing that your life will go well in the natural. Amen? Faith helps you do that. But that's not all that faith is. Faith is not about your life going well. Faith is about confidence in God. And it is confidence in a God who is dedicated to your life going well. Amen? But faith is is, is what happens when a person believes in a God who can move beyond natural limitations. My agenda in this series is to remind the church that our God can move beyond natural limitations. It's to remind you that your God is not a guru somewhere. Your God is God. Your God is not a wise old man sitting on a cloud somewhere. He is a bad boy. He can move. That's right. Amen. 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 He can move. Yeah, me and Pastor Mary are excited about this God who can move. My God can move. I don't know whether your God is Uncle Buddha. No, mine is n- no. My God can move. Someone say, my God can move. And we need to change our thinking. We need to renew our mind. Look at Job chapter 5. Are you with me this morning? My God can move. We will continue to learn the natural things. I think one of the things that we do as human beings, we just struggle with balance. We struggle with balance. But there is a good balance between being people who are shrewd in the natural. You know, don't be in a place where, you know, you're you're not saying thank you to your wife, and you're not being kind to your wife, uh, and and you're saying, Lord, the hand of God move in this place. The hand of God is not going to move. The hand of God is in your mouth. Move, open your mouth and say thank you. Amen. Or, 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 you, know, or, or you, you keep putting your husband down and saying, I don't know why he's not rising up. I bind every spirit that is keeping him down. You are that spirit that is keeping him down. Amen. <laughs> Useless man. And at the same time, pastor, would you release your faith for me? No, there is no releasing of your faith. Go and speak life. Amen. Go and speak life. He will change everything. And so there is a need for this balance uh, uh, where, we, where we understand our role and understand how to work natural laws. But we are not people who are blind to know that there is a God who can change things around by the intervention of his mighty hands. Look at Job, Job chapter 5. Verse 8 says, this is um, one of Job's friends. When Job was complaining about everything that he has gone through, I think this is Eliphaz, who tells Job, and he says in verse 8, Job chapter 5, verse 8, he says, if I were you, I would go to God and present my case to him. I'm reading from a New Living Translation. And he says, he, wh- wh- why does Eliphaz suggest you go to God? He says, he does great things, too marvelous to understand. He does great things too marvelous to understand. He performs countless miracles. How many of you know that our God is still a miracle worker? Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. To the unrenewed mind, the nat- natural laws are the highest form of logic. But to the renewed mind, the supernatural is the highest form of logic. The supernatural eh, 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 a renewed mind does not look to understand all that God's God does because God does things that are too marvelous to understand. A renewed mind is not looking to understand how God performed the miracle. A renewed mind is a mind that understands that God performs miracles because He does things that are too marvelous to understand. He does things that are, he does countless miracles. Countless, uncountable. And so what the natural man calls impossible becomes possibility to the mind that is renewed. Hebrews put it this way. He says, by faith we understand that the world was framed by the words of God. It takes faith to understand that the world that you see came about by the word of God. In other words, God said, let there be and there was. It takes a renewed mind to believe or to make the supernatural your logical way of thinking. I need you to know, people of God, that walking by faith is not just a positive expectation that the natural events of your life will work out according to plan. Real faith is believing that God does great and marvelous things that your logical mind might not understand, yet he does it your mind might not understand how he is going to give you a first class degree because you are 50 or you are 60 and you're getting into this course and you feel like your mind cannot really grasp as young as this as much as this young people but you need to understand that there is a God who can do marvelous things he can do it in your life Amen. are you with me this morning someone said my God does marvelous things A renewed mind understands that wonders are part of the deal. A renewed mind understands, a renewed mind expects miracles. A renewed mind is expecting things to happen in their lives that they can't explain by natural events. Are you with me? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say something. Last night, we we were trying to fix this bulb. Uh, um, at home, and this is this is this is this is where I'm okay with looking a bit weird right now, because we're trying to fix this bulb, and we've been trying to fix this light bulb, um, and um, and it wasn't being it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't I tried everything and unscrewed stuff it wasn't working, um, so I just <laughs> I said Heavenly Father, yes. <laughs> okay. Some of you are laughing a good laugh, some of you are laughing a laugh of unbelief. <laughs> right now, okay. But this is where we get to. So I've done everything in the natural. So I said, Heavenly Father, this light, I need it to work. Because my, my dad is coming, by the way. So my dad is, amen. My, my father's going to be around. Because I, I need it to work because he's coming. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I just need this to work. <laughs> just, just, just release the power of God, the same power. I mean, if the power can heal a back, it can, come on, can fix this light. So I, I, I lay my hands on the light. I didn't tell my wife this yesterday, by the way. <laughs> And I lay my hands on the lights, and, um, and I say, okay, we're going to try. Okay, I'll to turn the light on again. Bing. <laughs> Comes on. Comes on. That thing has you know, has been broken for a long time. Now, 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 here is what's going on in your mind right now. Some of you are, are working out the natural logistics. <laughs> okay, that's true. It's just what we do right now. Some of you are saying, okay, pastor, that's, that was not really God. It was because, but that is the problem. That is a problem because we know too much. We know too much to believe that God can be interested in fixing a light bulb with his power. Even, even, even I, was, I was skeptical to even tell you that. And I prayed and I saw it. I was like, whoa, anyway. Do you see what I mean? And it takes a renewing of our mind to know that if the light bulb is not working, I need to check the plugs. I need to, you know, I won't just just kind of not, not know the natural things that make it work. But at the same time, when I've done what I know in the natural, The natural is not all that there is. There is a supernatural God who knows things that I do not know. So when I've exhausted what I do know, I can call on the hand of the God I serve. And he can fix my light bulb. And if he can fix my light bulb, he can fix my body. He can fix my finances. He can raise up a glorious church. Hallelujah. I have fresh faith for what God will do with us church, I have fresh faith for what God will do with us in this season of our lives. Because my eyes have seen that there is a hand of God. I used to limit where we can go to what Chido Gideon knows or to what we have the capacity to handle. But then I realized that there is a God who can raise up a people. There is a God who can make a nation be born in a day. Our future is unlimited because God is with us. Amen. God is with us. How much of your mind needs renewing in this area of the supernatural? Here's a question I want you to ask. I needed to renew my mind concerning that libel. Right from when I prayed and afterwards. Amen? What have I got to lose by believing that God did that? apart from my reputation, <laughs> apart from looking weird. That's it. Yeah. And that's what keeps many of us from experiencing the supernatural because our reputation is more important than what God said or even the ability of God. What if you look weird but still go to the palace? Praise God. Amen. Amen. It, it, a waiter in the palace is not a bad thing. It's like a waiter in a Lamborghini. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Amen. Someone says, um, you know, um, um, you know m- money doesn't make people, people happy. But some, another person said, well, I'd rather cry in a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to be unhappy. I'll, cry in a, I'll choose crying in a Lamborghini. Just hey, hey, Amen. <laughs> Why are we going to choose a uh, worse place to cry? Are you with me so far? Someone said, my God <laughs> can do wonders. Psalm 44, do I have your attention this morning? Yes. Psalm 44, our God is a wonderful God. Yes, yes. Psalm 44, I'm going I'm to whiz past this now. For Psalm 44, ver- verse 3 says, For they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did their own arms save them. But it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance, check this out, because you favored them because you've f- any any people favored by God today someone say i am favored by God you are a candidate to see the hand of God move because you are favored by God amen the hand of God moves in the lives of those that he favored and the moment jesus died for you and you accepted jesus christ you were made the righteousness of God in christ which means that you are in right standing with God which means that you are favored by God because of Christ because you are favored by God the hand of God is ready to move on your behalf it is not a deep thing it's not about how long you pray it is not about what you did because you favored because you are favored by God the hand of God is ready to move on your behalf I am praying that you will know if you believe you are saved, you ought to believe that you are favored by God. And if you believe you are favored by God, you ought to believe that the hand of God is ready to intervene in your situation. The natural is not all that there is for those who are favored by God. Your sword is not the only way you can win because the hand of God can deliver you where your sword fails you. Amen. I want to remind someone today who is disappointed because of something that happened. An event, a situation that has put you in a place where you believe enough to come to church. You believe enough to give. You believe enough to tune into the broadcast. For those watching online or listening to the podcast, you believe enough to show up. You believe enough to love, to lift your hands in worship. But you have lost your faith. In the supernatural, I came for you today. The Lord is calling you back to this weird place of faith where you believe, I don't see water. I don't hear the sound of rain. I don't see wind. But this valley shall be filled with water. Hallelujah. The Lord is calling you back to a place of believing in the supernatural power of God. In 2 Kings chapter 4, there is a story of a woman who had perceived that Elisha was a man of God, and she believed enough to build him chambers, to make him food when he comes to that part of town. And they built a whole whole house for him, and she believed enough to go that far. And And so the man of God begins to speak. To his servant and ask, What shall we do for this woman? Let me just do a side because, because the reality is generosity always provokes a response from your covenant partner. It always provokes. You can never give enough to move God, but when you do give, your covenant partner is. It, there is, it is just the laws of nature that when a person is furthering the advancement of the kingdom, when an Elisha comes to your town, or when Jesus is on the move, and you are in support of what Jesus is doing, it is just a law that he will ask, what can I do for you? By the way, all of the conversations that he was having about this woman, he was having behind her back. Was having a, Elijah was having a conversation about this woman who had been a blessing to their walk um, with Gehazi behind the back. Just what shall we do for this woman? Jesus and the Holy Ghost are having a conversation about you because of what you have given for the sake of the kingdom, what you have sown your life. Let me remind you that there is a God who is in heaven who is good at what he does. He is a God of recompense. He's not going to eat your chicken and take the money and, and not really recompense you. It is not how he works. Your gener- generosity always provokes a response from your covenant partner. And so the man is asking, what shall I do for this woman? And, and, and Gehazi says, um, actually, she doesn't, have, she doesn't have children. And so the, he says in verse 15, um, 2 Kings 4 verse 15, he says, call her. And when, when he had called her, the scripture says that the woman stood in the doorway. Everyone's saying the doorway. She stood in the doorway. Some of you today are hearing what I'm saying, but you are standing in the doorway. And then he said, About this time next year, glory be to God. Glory be to God. About this time next year, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, No, my Lord, no, my Lord, no, my Lord, man of God, I know you're enjoying the chicken I cooked. (laughs) It's okay. If you want more chicken, just ask. I'll give you. You don't need to make stuff up. I know you love the house. Listen, I love helping God because I I love him. However, there are certain places I will not go. So here she is. Standing at the door, the doorway. She's not in, but she's not out. How many of us are there today? You are not quite in, but you have not backslidden yet. You're kind of there. Amen, just kind of by the door. So the man of God says, come. She stands by the door. God says, come to the supernatural. You're standing by the door. God is saying, I can do it in your life. You're saying, don't worry about it, Lord. I'm standing by the door. I don't want to raise my hope. I know you want me to do stuff but Lord, you don't need anything from me. I, I will st- you I mean people recognize what I'm saying where where you are standing by the door. Because you're not quite sure. And I believe most of, the ch- most of the church is standing by the door when it comes to the supernatural. We're not completely all natural, but we are not still supernatural. We're peeking into the supernatural and kind of staying over there. Wow, how amazing it is. But we're not going back into the world. We're not going into this. And, and I want us to just, can we just go into the room? That's what I'm, th- this is where I am now. I want us to just, let us just go into the room. Let us, let us, I've, I've experienced this. Um, uh, you know, I think somebody gave this, one of our people gave this testimony the other day. a similar testimony where, where, where they are believing God for a child and they came to church. I remember that day. They came to church and, and asking God, just, just speak to me today. And I remember we finished worshiping and I'm having, I'm standing at the door. Because right from when we, when the worship started, the Lord started to speak, call them out, speak this thing over there. I'm saying, Lord. I know what it is to believe God for a child. This is not like God is going to do something nice in your life next week. This is a child, which means you're going to raise their hopes. And if it doesn't happen, that is the challenge of believing. So I'm debating. I'm standing at the door. But at the end, you know, thank God we spoke that word. And, 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 and And the Lord responded. And to the date, it's just amazing. To the date, God did what he did. And they, they, actually, they dedicated their baby in the same week that the word was given. Amen. Twelve months later. Does that make sense? Exactly twelve months later, they did. Come on, somebody give God praise. This is not about you. Give Gideon. It's about a supernatural God. This is the invitation. And I wonder sometimes, I wonder sometimes what would have happened If I did not respond to the invitation of the supernatural, what if I was too worried? I wonder, let let me even go deeper. Because there has been moments when the Lord has placed things on my heart which I have not said. Because I'm overthinking it. I'm overthinking what will happen if it goes wrong. Can I ask a favor? What if we remove the, the need for people to perform for you? If you didn't want to do that because we have a problem in church where it is a performance man of god perform for me show me what you can do and so what happens is the man of god comes or, or even not forget the man of god for a second your sister or your brother when they're bringing a word instead of you to at least set your expectation that maybe god will speak through this person you're kind of watching and, and discouraging from bringing the word what is the worst that can happen? Yeah. What is the worst that can happen? What if I give the word and it wasn't true? What if? What if we just say, you know what? It's okay. People have given me some words, and I just kind of think that was not me. Mm-hmm. But but what I'm learning is put it in the fridge. Yes, sir. Amen. Are you with me so far? Yes. I, I'm, I, we are too. This is this is this is the thinking I was uh, I, I was going about where I was worried too worried about being too deep. The Lord said, dude, he didn't say dude, but he said "Cheeto." <laughs> don't get so, sha- so. don't avoid being deep that you become shallow and you forget that I move. My God moves. And so Elisha advised this woman and calls this one. She's standing at the door. And I love how God ignores her, her um, if you like, lack of faith. Can I prophesy to you today? The Lord will ignore your willingness. Your, some of you are standing at the door and you feel like maybe God won't do it for me. No, I'm trying to tell you. Regardless, if you will hear me, regardless of what you think, what you are going, this is my prayer. I am praying that in this season, the hand of the Lord will supernaturally move regardless of where you are. And about this time next year, you will come back with your own testimony that this is what God did. He canceled all my debt. He gave me a husband when it looked like it was not possible. He gave me a wife when they had written me off. He opened my womb when science said it cannot happen. I believe this is that season Where God will do the supernatural in your life. He will release the power. The hand of God still works. The hand of God still works. The hand of God still works. And the scripture says, the woman conceived and bore a son. I prophesy to you that the hand of the Lord will do great things in your life. Great things that natural laws cannot accomplish. I prophesy to you that the impossible will be seen in your life. I prophesy, Radiant City Church, great days are ahead of us. I prophesy great exploits. I declare that you will tell stories of all kinds of things of what they said versus what God did. Of how the hand of the Lord intervened and turned your situation around. You will tell stories of how you came from generations And generations of people who never left London. But then the hand of the Lord intervened in your life. And now you are traveling the world with what God has called you to do. Helping people all across the world. You will tell stories about how the immigration laws kept you bound in one place. Kept you down in one place. Made you feel you had to go underground. But you will tell stories of how the Lord lifted you from that dark place. He lifted you from that underground place, and he put you high in a place where the world will know these are those whom the Lord has blessed. You will tell stories of what the hand of God has done, because our God, he does wonderful things, too marvelous to understand. Moses is complaining in Numbers 11, and the people are complaining because they wanted meat. In fact, not just complaining a little, the scripture says they were wailing. Have you ever wailed because they didn't serve you meat? <laughs> Amen. It's true. It's a serious thing. But they were wailing. That's what Numbers eleven says. There is a there is cry, you know, that like you know that like you know, British stiff upper lip kind of cry, just gentle. And then there's <gasps> there is wailing, like like wail, like you know, like like a whale whale <laughs> cry. And that's what this one was. They were wailing, and the scripture says that Moses goes to God frustrated and says, God, did I give birth to these people? <laughs> this, is such, this, is such a, this is such a leadership lesson. Because it goes back to God, you you know, at some point you will get frustrated in your leadership. Well, God? Did, what am I even doing here? Some of you, you are serving in that area. I'm just trying to serve these children, and look at the parents just kind of talking to me anyway. anyway, leave that I will. But, but, but Moses goes back to God and says, God, did I give birth to these people? Why am I even doing this? Now look at them wailing. And God says, I'm going to provide meat for them. And Moses now thinks, okay, if God is going to provide meat, Moses starts to school God on the logic of providing meat. He says, where are the sheep going to come from? Are we going to gather sheep and slaughter them to feed them in time? Or he gives God a buy one, get one free. Tells God about how to get fish as well. Or are we going? God didn't say anything about fish. God said meat. But Moses' logic worked out how to get meat and discovered in the natural it's not possible. He then tried to work out how to get fish and discovered in the natural it's not possible. And he goes back to God. And God turns around and asks him a question Is my hand too short that it cannot move? You have run out of your logic. Have you considered that my hand can do what nature cannot do? He says, I will provide meat for them. And they will eat meat till it comes out of their noses. And the scripture says in the same verse, in in the same chapter, later on, God provided meat. A day's journey that way, and a day's journey that way. Quails just showed up, stacked up three feet high. Meat all the way there, meat all the way there. And the people ate meat till they could eat no one. Now, you don't want God to provide meat like that for you. Because while they were eating this meat, the scripture says, whilst the meat was still within their teeth, God killed them. Yeah. <laughs> now, so, so don't be asking for whales. No, for I was just trying to show you what God can do. Let's not be, amen. Because of their unbelief, they were, imagine God delivered them. And thank God for the New Testament. Because how many of of us know that some of us are are based on our our attitude towards what God has done for us in the job you prayed for. Now you are complaining about this same job that you gave a testimony for. You are not before you start to dog these people out. If not for the blood of Jesus, our jobs would have swallowed us up. But God in his faithfulness, the point I'm trying to make sometimes when God says, I'm going to do something, we, 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 we look at the logic. There's no, there's no way we can get enough sheep, or there's no rivers here that we can catch enough fish to feed the people. And God said, is my hand too short? I've made the conclusion for me and my house, the hand of God is not too short. Amen. My conclusion is the hand of God can do this. He can do what I cannot do. The hand of God will make me rich. The hand of God heals my body. The hand of God is growing this church. The hand of God is restoring your life. The hand of God is protecting your children. The hand of God is keeping your soul among the living. The hand of God will see you through this time in your relationship. The hand of God will keep your soul, will make sure you don't lose your mind. The hand of God will defend you even when you lose your job. The hand of God is for you because you are favored by God. Anybody believe in the hand of God this morning? Come on, give the Lord. The hand of praise so lord this morning we choose to believe that your hand is working for us we choose to believe that you are for us you have favored us thank you for our education in the natural thank you for giving us wisdom on how to orchestrate and be excellent in the natural things but this morning we are choosing to factor in i'm speaking to somebody's heart here You have a heart condition that has lasted for a long time. The Lord is healing your heart right now. He is completely healing your heart. Please go and get tested because they will tell you a different story. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The supernatural hand of God is replacing every organ. If if maybe you are having, maybe it's not your heart. If you are in here and there is an organ that is not working, maybe your liver. I release from heaven fresh organs. I release fresh livers in here, fresh hearts, fresh parts in the name of Jesus Christ. I release fresh parts, fresh parts in the name of Jesus Christ. To you who has been so anxious this week, so anxious that you've not been able to sleep, I speak peace in your heart, supernatural peace. Not even a change in the circumstances that is birthing the anxiety, but I'm speaking peace in your mind. You will get such clarity about your next move. I'm releasing courage into some of you. You will make firm decisions concerning the will of God for your life and you will see God keep you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we are those people who say that your hand is not too short. Your hand can move. Your hand can move. Say after me, Lord. I believe your hand is not short to save. I believe that your hand is not short to save your arm can